The questions and the waiting and the uncertainty and the intrigue around Donald Trump continues to increase. Now we're waiting for what he anticipates to be a third indictment against him, uh, only in just a matter of a few months. To talk about the whole political situation around that and how we're looking at the elections now, bring on Mac McCorkle. He's a political science professor at Duke University. Mac, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Honored to be here. Three indictments against a presidential candidate. Very interesting. Yes, and, and then there's also the pretty good possibility that there'll be a separate fourth indictment coming out of Georgia uh, in, in the summer. So uh, unprecedented to a multiple degree. It seems to me, though, at least to this point with Trump's uh, core base, that indictments don't seem to matter. Right. I mean, there, there, there's an upside and a downside for Trump. The upside is that it, these indictments do seem to even further solidify a, 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 a politically unprecedented base, which is very important for a presidential candidate to have, uh, to be able to know that you're going to have a, a certain number of votes. And at the same time, it's been a fundraising boom for him. So that's the upside. The, the downside is just the continual burden or weight that these indictments may be causing him not able to reach 50, not able to pick up enough independence uh, in, in the 2024 race. But there's definitely upside as well as downside for him. You do bring up the uh, the elephant in the room, which is that his base is going to – they're his base. They're voting for him no matter what. And then there's people who are kind of his anti-base, which are people who would never vote for him no matter Correct. what. The big question is the people in the middle and do indictments against a candidate – granted, indictments are not convictions – but do indictments against a candidate, especially multiple, does that cause people who are on the fence who are actually going to make a decision in this election, does that cause them to go away? Right. And that's the, the, the huge decision, whether it makes them vote for the Democrats or simply not show up so that there, there's a turnout problem. Uh, a lot of the people in the middle are what you call independents, also are pretty cynical about politics. So and can and can change way quicker their views than Republicans and Democrats. So it's not clear, but that's probably a net negative for Trump is is the way that independents are were probably viewing these. But again, there are upsides as well for him. Uh, will and a lot will depend on what exactly the ter- the terms of the indictment on January sixth. What further facts that might come out from this the so called January sixth affair. And how much the public is uh, gonna all the info that we're gonna get? You bring up a good point that it's likely we're gonna learn a few things when the indictment comes out. But the question is, is uh, is that enough to change people's minds? Right, probably not change it in a major seismic way. But remember, these races, the, the race between Biden and Trump in twenty, which may be in twenty four, decided very close. So even if it moves certain people, a, a small amount of the electorate, one way or another, it could be significant. But yeah, this will not, there's no indication that this will have some seismic effect, either in improving his position or, or, or hurting his position. But on the margins, it may matter. 
You bring up that uh, last election, obviously, was Trump versus Biden. And it looks at this point, if we go by polls now, which we have definitely learned with the uh, Trump-Hillary election that we polls, uh, you know, <laughs> we don't necessarily totally trust them anymore. But if you if we had an election today, it would looks like it would be Trump versus Biden. And there's a lot of people who don't want either. I've had several people on my show to talk about uh, a right. possible third-party candidate. Is that going to play a role? I, it, it could. It could be very decisive. I mean, a lot of people feel like that a third-party candidacy would hurt Biden. Uh, recent polling out suggested that it hurt Trump. And I'm not sure whether, you know, it looks like it is a Biden-Trump rematch, and we everybody would have to bet on that right now. But I'm not sure that's how it's going to be. You know, a, a couple months is a lifetime uh, with both these being older candidates just don't we just don't know so uh i think we're gonna have to wait and see on that we might have two different candidates than we're talking about in the 2024 election i doubt it but we might it is possible but that said if if we did get to trump versus biden and then no labels put out joe manchin or someone as a third party candidate would joe manchin have a chance at winning or would he just be there to disrupt one of the other candidates and divide up their votes I know Senator Manchin has said that if he got into it, he would want to win, but he probably would be a disruptor. And the key decision on that uh, third party would be, would a Democrat lead the the presidential ticket with a Republican as VP, or would a Republican lead the ticket uh, and have the Democrat as VP? Again, probably only a small appeal, but it could be decisive. So who who is named on that? Uh, or not the the third party uh, the the no labels movement has said that they're an anti-Trump movement and that gets complicated too. So while we think that it looks like it's just another rematch, again I would emphasize we just don't know that for sure. I was looking at a a calendar of notable events both in the election process for the GOP as well as notable dates for Donald Trump's various court appearances he has to make. And I can't I certainly couldn't memorize it. There was like 12 different dates on there. But uh, it's very interesting that, you know, they made a push to push some of these uh, court cases after the election and all of them have been placed around key dates in the election. Do you think that's going to play a role? Yes. Uh, uh, and again, you know, the, the uh, Florida case, the, the Mar-a-Lago documents case, I'll call it, is now scheduled for May of 2024. That's probably going to be pushed back if you just figure there'll be all kinds of motions. So one of the things you would want to, we would want to watch for in the January 6th, which will be in Washington, I think, in D.C., in front of a different district judge, is would that case move faster? Uh, usually you think of, well, one case has already been scheduled. The second case will come after that. I don't know whether that's true. I think that Jack Smith, the prosecutor, might want to push as much as possible for a quicker date. And then again, we have the Georgia case that might come up, and we already have the New York case. So some of Trump's time in 2024 will be spent in a courtroom, probably. That's clear. Uh, One thing's for sure is I'm glad I'm not going to have to look at a uh, lawyer bill like Trump's going to have to look at. (laughs) Uh, yes. And uh, if you're a lawyer also trying to get the money out of President, former President Trump, maybe a difficulty, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bring up probably a good point there. Mac McCorkle, political science professor at Duke University. Thanks for being on the show. Certainly. Anytime.